Hello and welcome back to the MMA Judgment. I'm Jay. And I'm Keaton. And uh, yeah, we're back with another episode for you. So today we're going to go over the most recent UFC card, uh, which was Holly Holm and um, Aldana, which was a very good card. Can't wait to go over that. Yeah. Um, obviously, we will, as we always do, talk about the, the recent news in the MMA world. And um, then to mix it up a little bit, we're going to put forward our own little um, fantasy UFC card. So what we've done there is we've just took every division, bar two, which we'll explain a little later on, um, and picked a current fighter and a previous fighter to just a matchup. We'd want to see for whatever reason that may be. Um, so l- let's let's get right into it. So we're going to start. We have gone over the prelims, uh, barring the first two of the prelims, which is a shame because um, I, I managed to see them. Keaton, unfortunately, yeah, didn't. I um, think so. Two very good fights, especially, as I, as I was just saying before we uh, went live there, but the Casey Kenny fight uh, was absolutely brilliant. And if uh, no one else out there has seen it, make sure you give that a watch because honestly, arguably, it was probably, <laughs> it, it's up there. It's, it's probably one of the best fights of the entire night. So it's a shame you didn't get to see it. I'll um, definitely be giving it a watch anyway. Yeah, it was, it was honestly phenomenal. Great fight. Um, right, so the first fight that we both managed to see then was uh, Loma Lukbumi, I think that's how you say it, and uh, Jin Yufrey. So, watching this, you were obviously saying that they both come from Invicta and Victor, that this yeah. fight was supposed to happen in uh, in the Atomweight division. Um, yeah. But, you know, the commentators were saying how glad they were that it never happened that way because they looked... It was healthier weight that they were fighting that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what I mean, what did you make of that fight? That fight, I honestly thought look boomy, look boomy. If you want to pronounce it, um, she looked phenomenal. Um, them elbows inside, them Tom Hawkins. You really, you really ever see them? They, they were good. And knees were brilliant, but I think that's what she is, and she's a, she's a, like a, a Muay Thai fighter. I think with Yufrey. She, excuse me, she got um, the takedown in the third round, and didn't she? But I think she really should have got that from the get-go. And that, I think that would have changed the fight completely, given a, a size as well. Yeah, she seemed to have a game plan all wrong for the fight, like you say. She got the takedown quite easily in the third round, and I think if she would have gone for that earlier, it would have been a different fight. But, you know, I think she did... Well, yeah, according you know to the one judge anyway, she did rescue it a bit at the end uh, with that takedown, and, uh, you know... It was yeah. still unanimous, but one judge gave it 29-28. So, obviously, it was probably going to be close that third round, but she didn't do enough to to, to get the win for the rest of the fight. Look, Boone May was was all over her, really. Yes, as I think in in the stand-up, Euphrae just couldn't, couldn't hang with her. She, um, she, weren't, she weren't getting off one night, really. It until she got that takedown. That, that she had, had some success, but made me look good, I think. Was this like a, a third fight? Uh, she she been been out for a little while and she and she um she looked really good. Uh, yeah, it was a third fight in the UFC. Um, she lost to Angela Hill last time out before yeah. before the weekend just gone. So, I mean, she's she's not an experienced fighter yet. Anyway, that was only a seventh fight overall. Oh, um, right. But to be fair, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have thought that looking at her, watching her. Uh, oh. so I thought she was a. Uh, I thought she was, you know, very accomplished in in everything. Really, it was just as I say that um, you know, a lot of phrase mistakes can go down to the coaches as well because they obviously haven't studied the opponent enough to know that she was going to be susceptible to the takedowns. Yeah. Um, because as I say, the ease of which Frey got the takedown in that third round was just like 
you watch it going, why haven't you been doing this all fight? Like, what are you playing? Yeah, you should, that should be one of the first teams that you come in with, knowing that like, Burma is, is a great striker. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, it was just, say, it was just, it was a strange decision for Frey, but I mean, you know, it's not like, as I say, they've nearly crossed paths in the past, so there's no excuse really for Frey's team to not know how Luke Burma fights, how she performs, you know. There's, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to to see her weaknesses and her strengths. Yeah. And that could have been a different fight altogether. But again, look, Bume deserved it 100% and was far and away the better fighter. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, moving on, we've got a middleweight fight. So, you had uh, Nazardine Imavov, just trying to say that when you're drunk, and, <laughs> and Jordan Williams. So, again, a um, lot of decisions on the prelims. Yeah. Which, uh, Really extends the watch time when you're it, skipping it fights. Just, um, <laughs> there's just one KO, which is the early prelims that, that you've seen. Yeah. Um, everything else was a decision, but that Jordan Williams and Nazdeem Imavov, that was, that was a, a, fight. a really exciting fight. Um, yeah. Williams has got a bloody chin. He certainly got the fog, especially with the <laughs> multiple head clashes as well. You know, Honestly, a, that, that was a really good there. fight. That one for me um, could have been either way. Yeah. Um, that was probably that was probably the closest fight of the night. I, I think what what, um, what separated it was him about was, uh, uh, wrestling against the cage. Um, yeah. Taking him down, but he kind of come come close with a few guillotines as well. And Jordan did really well to get out of them. Yeah, there was a couple of times I was watching it thinking, you know, he's got it in deep here, this is over. And Jordan was getting out quite comfortably. Yeah. Um, I think I think that the, the cup shot really affected him more than he was letting on. I think he, he kind of slowed down a bit after that and it's almost like he couldn't really recover. And that way, that kick here, that was a knee. That's like, that's going to Like flush as well, anyone? though. Like, yeah. It hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt especially the way he, like, he reacted, you know. Yeah. I think no, um, it was, the head clashes didn't think, help either. No, but I mean, you know, that's part and parcel of the sport. It's, you know, close combat like that. Yeah. Um, they're always, you know, you know, everyone knows fighters, they use the head to try and get a bit of an advantage and sometimes you're going to clash heads. It's just to the, you know, I don't even know. It's just one of them things, you know, you just know what's going to happen from time to time. But yeah. I think they did mention one where it looked like an um, looked like an elbow. But the clashed heads and the referee didn't spot it. So when when it, uh, I thought it was an eye poke, and he said carry no, on, wasn't it? it was that. I think there was a bit of that, but there was also yeah. another one where uh, Imavov threw an elbow. But as he's done it, he's like went forward as well, and they've clashed heads there. Ah, but right. the ref just thought it was the elbow. He must have been the wrong side of the motion. Right. So he thought the elbows caught him, but it hasn't. It's been the head. Yeah. So he should have. I think he was saying he should have called it for a moment there, just to say you know time out, but. It's one yeah. of them. The referee, he's you know only human. He's not going to catch every single little thing. If he's trying to get a better vantage point of the action, there is that possibility he might miss a little something that happens. It's just again, it's just one of them things. But and it I didn't. Mean, I, that that ref, like through the night, he was everywhere. He was uh, trying to prove something. I think he, I was, know. he had his work cut out for him. <laughs> yeah, but, but he's, he's one. Of, he's one of them refs who like um, he's one of them refs. I always think some of the refs have got bets on these fights, you know, because they're like. <laughs> <laughs> the way they just they'll be standing there like you know eyeing each other up for getting a getting a feel of them and it's been like 
12 seconds into the fight and the referee's like, come on, fight, hurry up. It's like, <laughs> you've got money on one of these. <laughs> well, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if, if that was the case with some of them. <laughs> I know, it's Some refs are so impatient. Like, I, there was another one, I can't remember what fight it was. And they were on the floor and the ref said, you need to work. And then about seven seconds later, he goes, right, that's it, get up. It's like, it was probably the same time. ref. It was probably the same referee. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm like that. You've, you've, like you say, work, but you've got to give them time to actually work. You, you can't even make a transition in seven. You know, it's just it was bonkers. It, but I think maybe just wants it, to see a stand-up fight. You know, I know. <laughs> but no, you know what? To be fair, um, again, we'll go we'll go through it a bit more. Obviously, going while we go through the card, but it was a very action-packed card altogether. It um, was, yeah. And up and, it, up it just, and down. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think there's always the odd fight on a card, which. You know, it slows it slows everything down a bit, slows the action down, makes yeah. makes the fight feel longer than it is. And there was no fight on this card that felt like that. No, no, no I really um, can't think of anyone on there that I didn't enjoy. No, same. It was very good. Um, so moving on, so we got featherweight uh, Charles Jordan and Josh Kulabau. Uh, again, another close fight, and it's understandable why you got ruled as a draw. Yeah. Um, it was hard to separate it. They both at the moment. Um, that, that first shot that put Jordan down. It was a, the, the right hook, was it? Yeah. And um, put him right on his backside. That that was a hell of a shot. And it was it was just back and forth all the way through, ain't it? Yeah, it was, a, it was a very good fight. Like if you had to choose one of them to be declared the winner, if it couldn't have finished in a split, in your go to, would you have gone for? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, it is it is a difficult one. I mean, you, you you go through the fights and you're like, yeah, I, I have this person is winning, or you know, this one is not winning. But with this one, it was just it was too hard to separate them. Um, yeah, I think if I was going to, I probably would have maybe swayed ever so slightly towards uh, Kulabal. I think. Yeah. Even in the even in rounds that were close and probably weren't able to be called a thought. I thought he, he was just working that little tiny bit more. Yeah. Um, but again, not there was, there was the no. Yeah, I mean, but that being said, I mean, there was no margin really in it. No. I think the, the draw was the right decision. Um, it would have been unfair on either one of them to lose, in all honesty. But no more fighters alike. And, you know, they're probably more gutted that it was a draw. <laughs> yeah. I think they'd probably rather lose than have a draw. Like, it's, but... it's just. Draws are weird. So. I don't know. I think with, with with the draw though, there's always the chance that the fight can happen again, and it can always come out different. Yeah, definitely. Maybe that's um, what they do. Yeah, run it back. I mean, after the performance he put on, because I say it was a very good fight again. You know, the I think he both sort of elevated the stock, even if it's just a little bit yeah. within. You know, in Dana's eyes, I think he can definitely move up the card a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, maybe they, maybe if they fight again, it's not a prelim. Maybe it's the you know the 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 first fight of the main card or something like that. Yeah, just up, just yeah. them little moves, you know. Everyone knows there's always more eyes on the main card. Um, yeah. No, I may normally if we're not doing like if we're not doing this when it comes to the prelims, I'll only watch it if there's a fight that um you know I already know them yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not really too fussed about the prelims most time. But um, I mean, that, this that's on me because <laughs> well, yeah, it is because like I said to you, didn't I before we before we sort of started today, um, the, the prelims were arguably better than the main card on this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, very close. The main card was very good too, but I mean, just 
for every fight, bar one to go to a decision and you were just invested in every one of them for different mm. reasons. It was just, you don't get that very often with decisions. Yeah. Normally it's, but it was just good. Um, so, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, Charles, Jordan, um, cool about maybe run it back. Maybe that's the next step. Yeah. And then, you know, see where to go from there. Um, so the final prelim was a, uh, one that I was saying to you a few days ago, you know, go, if you go back a few years, it, it would have been a, it would have been high up on this card. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Carlos Condit and Courtney Gates, like a pair of them have been around for a long time. Yeah. And to be sort of main event in the prelims, I don't know, it almost seems like a, a downward a downward step for them. Yeah, but um, I think it's um, it's it, I think it's with Condit and his he was on. I think he had one in five years. He said it himself, didn't he? At the end, that he'd went through a lot of surgeries and stuff. So I think even though yes, yeah. and it's last his last win. Well, yeah, his last win, Thiago Alves, in yeah. May 2015. Yeah, and then he's lost, and he'd lost five in a row in, in them five years. Yeah, but he hadn't obviously five years, five fights. He hasn't obviously fought a lot, but um, yeah, he was the right winner. Um, yeah. I say, I think Conde. I don't know. It was almost like um, it was almost like a sort of a throwback to the Carlos Conde of old, who was getting of old. Sorry, who was getting these title shots and things like that. Um, you know he what we've really been. Good. Yeah, it's kind of what we've been wanting from from other fighters who've you know been at the top or near the top in the past, and recently they haven't been able to reach that level. And I think, obviously, Carlos Conde. You know, he's, like you say, he's had the, the injury problems and stuff like that. But he's been there, and with I mean, the way he performed against uh, Court McGee, who's who, in fairness to him, Court McGee has been you know looking looking at his record. He's still been active. It's not like it's not like he's um, no, he actually hasn't been all that active. Um, but he's fought more in the last five years than than Condor has. So, yeah. um, uh, but it was again, like I say, it was a, it was a good fight. It was the right winner, uh, quite comfortably. Condit said something that like played a big part. He said he would with them fights with the losses, he weren't there mentally. And I think if you're not there mentally, you're just not there at all. You know, but obviously. No, yeah, the mental he, side he, of things is gone, the biggest, biggest thing for fighters. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he he's gone through a lot. He's had them losses on his on his record, and now he's healthy. He's you know he's happy. He wants to get back to winning ways and. He's, um, he really showed up uh, that that first few minutes. It was just the, they were feeling each other out because they respected each other. And then at the end, he caught him with that lovely right hand, sent his nose halfway out the cage. You know, yeah, what a uh, shot! And, and that's what like that's what you know, Condit for is, is crazy power. Like, yeah, and he's capable of that. It was, it was good to see him in there again and fighting properly. And you know, he. Yeah, really that's it. Like I say, like I say, it was like it was like the Carlos Condit of old, and um, I'd say it's something I've wanted, you know, wanted to see from from a lot of fighters recently that we've discussed. Um, sort of getting back to that level that they used to be at, and it, it's not always as easy as just saying, you know, go back to being that good. It's not that easy. Yeah. It's that easy. Everyone to be that good, you know. But exactly, um, yeah. you know, if you can get to that level once, they've still got it there in the red to to get back to that place. It's just about actually. You know, putting the putting the sort of steps in process, and obviously Condit luckily has has done that. And you know, if you can if you can manage to string some uh, some some wins together, I mean, that's you know, you've got a sort of high high ranking wealth weight there. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you can, if you can start stringing a bit of form together, so 
fingers crossed. Hopefully he can get back to that level. But yeah, I'd very good for like, Certainly like to see him there at that level. Yeah. Yeah, no, be good. So onto the main card. We uh start off with middleweight and it was a uh, Dusko uh Todorovic and uh D- Dequan Townsend. Yeah. Um so with this one personally. Um, I was expecting Tarzan to be a lot better and I think that was partially the commentator's fault what, what do you mean? so they were saying how good of a kickboxer he was and stuff like that yeah and then Todorovic smothered him and just absolutely battered him yeah like it wasn't close I was expecting it to be much closer because they were sort of saying how, how good of a kickboxer he is and I thought I was just thinking to myself surely if he's a kickboxer he's used to the sort of the close quarters combat he's used to people getting in his into his range into you know getting in his face kind of thing yeah and he just couldn't handle it Todorov was, was brilliant he, he was yeah I mean but when I see, I've never seen this Dequan Townsend he's a big fella he's big for the a, a middleweight yeah um, very to be honest with you I can't even recall what the um, the commentator was saying because I was just taken by Todorov's well, just go. I'm gonna call him. Just go. I was <laughs> yeah, taken by his like just his flurry of punches against the cage and the power yeah. he was putting into them. And even Townsend were taking them quite good. Um, was, yeah, he caught him with a couple of shots, flush like. Um, yeah, he's hitting just him go. squared up on the chin and everything. And he was just he was taking them and thinking that second round, just uh, goes had to change it up a bit and use some wrestling and see how he got on there and he was just as equally as active as he was standing up you know yeah constantly it's all over him um, yeah. I'd be surprised if you know if Townsend stays in the UFC now he's he's had four fights in the UFC he's lost them all alright ah, so it's hard to see him being kept yeah Um, well, I, I think um, I, I did do the article didn't I and it was the predictions I predicted, I think, just go to get the win in the first round by KO. But, you know, was, uh, you weren't far off. Yeah, we weren't far off. But, um, yeah, that, that, that just go, he, he just, he looked good. He's, he's definitely earned a few, uh, a few fans after that one. Oh, yeah, definitely. And just to put that into context about Keaton uh, saying about the article, he's uh, started writing for MMA UK, is it? MMA UK, yeah. Yeah, so um, we'll share, we'll, you know, whenever he puts an article out, we'll always share it on our Twitter page. So, Keep an eye out for them. It's a good read, and um, yep. hopefully you've got one coming out for us soon. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Little self promotion there. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dusko, as I say, he was he was brilliant. Um, just total domination. Um, so next, bantamweight and uh, Kyla Phillips and Cameron else. So again, another finish. Um, second round TKO. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think first round wasn't wasn't. I don't think the first round could have been called either way. Easily, I thought oh. it took a bit of time going in the first round, um, and when they did start throwing, it was you know it was entertaining. Yeah. Um, but you know, Phillips just come out second round and smothered them really. Again, he did. And um, with this one, I think it was Cameron Nelson's uh, first fight in the UFC, and I think he took it on short notice. Um, so that that would have been a big step for them. Yeah, props to him. Like if if that's the case. Yeah, the props to him for taking on such a short notice and stepping into the UFC at the same time. You know, it's yeah. it's a big thing, and I mean, I don't know. He, he looked like he was coming for it a bit, but then I don't know. I think Carla uh, Carla Phillips is 
the pace he had, he was just he was relentless really. Yeah. Um yeah, it was just crazy like, that when he got when he got him down, I was just with so much ease, you know, he just kinda pulled him and he just went down, didn't he? Um Yeah. Yeah, I I think at first I thought Cameron would, would have done a bit bit better, but Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's only his first fight in the UFC, and you know, I mean, you can only only learn from it. Um, but I've never seen Phillips before, and he looked really good. He um, he gave me kind of a Masvidal vibes for some reason. I mean, he All was right. like carrying himself, and now he's kind of swag almost. I mean, he kind of gave me like Masvidal vibes with that. Um, was was if it, it was Phillips, wasn't it, who come flying out with the knee at the start? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know like, what you mean, that, yeah. It was off that, but it was also like how he was talking to the camera, what he was like with his, um, when he was standing next to the ref when they were announcing the winner. He yeah. just, I don't know, he, he kind of had that vibe for me. Yeah. Enough. But yeah, good performance. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll see him going on to better things soon. Yeah. Um, so we now move on to women's bantamweight. Um, and it was. Again, probably a fight that could have been, you know, on another card could have been a main event. In all fairness, was a, uh, yeah. you know, Jermaine Durandamy and uh, Juliana Pena or Pe- Pena, whatever you want, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> Tried to be exotic there a bit, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, Pena. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, Durandamy uh, got the win, third round with, with a guillotine. Um, you would have expected that, as they were saying. Well, oh. I know. I thought the refereeing for the finish was was actually quite poor. Same. Um, yeah, you you could see she was yeah. out, and the yeah. ref was too cautious. Yeah, he, he should have just got right he, in there. Herzog, I think it was, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's normally, Herzog's normally on the ball, you know what I mean? But yeah, um, no, the referee in for the finish, at least anyway. I thought it was very poor. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was bad. Like you could see, like a leg, it kind of shook, and then she went, and he should have seen that there. You know, yeah. he even had to try it because he tested arm. You know, he alive. No, okay, no. It was it was it, obvious. It was you just... could. I mean, I'm surprised the commentators didn't jump on it. Yeah, they're normally like they normally get all over the ref for stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that even that sort of surprised me a bit. It's almost like they, like if I can tell, and you can tell that she's out. How can a professional referee and like the commentators and former fighters who will commentate? How can't they tell if we can? You know what I mean? It's like. I mean, it all depends on like their perspective outside of the cage where they're seeing it from it, um, it, it does but to be fair don't forget the commentators have screens in front of them the, yeah. the commentators see the same angle we do at the time yeah, so true. they haven't got an excuse normally if, it, <laughs> if that was Bisman Bisman would be on his feet telling the ref to stop the fight Yeah. while he's commentating and tweeting some shit to someone at the same time <laughs> <laughs> Bisman yeah. the master of multitasking now you were the fourth um, no. but I mean besides that um Again, I, I think it was. An, it, it was probably. I think it was one of them. You, I don't think you could call it that easily. I think Durandamy probably was better overall anyway and deserved the win. But Durandamy, it wasn't I like. I don't think it was a domination from Durandamy. I think. Uh, I think Penner stayed in it as much as she could until she got caught with yeah. the team. Um, yeah, I think the first round I added to Durandamy because uh, a strike and look good she was catching a uh, penner and then second round I mean Penna just ran out didn't she was punches and punches and yeah. took her down and she had a bit of success with it and then I think because um, Durandamy is known for his stand up 
and I weren't expecting a, a submission and she did get it in nice and sleek how she done it. Yeah. And because she had success with the takedowns in the second round, she's went for it again. But I was going for about Durand me sinking her submission. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, it's it's another it's another string to a bow, um, getting a submission win. Like yeah. you say, she's, she's known for the stand-up. It's not something people have come to expect of her with a submission victory. So, um, as I say, it's, it's another string to a bow and it's only going to make her, you know, it makes her more dangerous going forward in, in the future. If yeah. she gets a, you know, if she gets a title fight again. Um, to add into her arsenal, isn't it? You know? Exactly, yeah. I wonder if she actually got the bonus that she asked for. But, uh, she asked Dana for the bonus, didn't she, about the submission? All oh, right. Yeah. I mean, well, Conte, she, she got performance of the night. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Who were the awards actually? Let's have a look. So uh, no fight, no fight got um got fight of the night, which I wouldn't say it's surprising because there was a lot of good fights, but it is because pick one. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just> pick one. <laughs> um, performance of the night, and I can say this because we've been over all of them anyway. Was a uh, Durandamy. Yeah. Uh, Carla Phillips. Yeah. Uh, Dusko. Yeah. And um, one you didn't get to see, Luigi Vendramini. Uh, right. We got the the first round finish on the prelims. Um, I'm surprised they didn't give one to Casey Kenny again, which is the other fight you didn't get to see. Right. And when you do when you do go back and watch it yourself, hopefully you'll understand why I think he should have had a performance of the night as well. Yeah, well, I, uh, I, I, I do agree with all the rest. Yeah, me too, definitely. Um, so yeah, call me. Um, the big boys got to throw some punches, and it was uh, Carlos Felipe and Jorgen de Castro. Yeah, so I, I don't I know about you. This fight. <laughs> uh, that's you know I was watching it and I was actually saying to me, yeah, big boys are throwing bombs here. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's what you love with the heavyweights, and that that's why you know you know you don't. <laughs> all the divisions are exciting, but the heavyweight you just you know at any point someone's capable of just ending lives with one. Like with one, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like I don't know about you, I was expecting Jorgen to throw to win by knockout. Yeah. Um, I think I think I yeah I, th- I think I had the Castro's knockout but Felipe he, he brought it didn't he he did it was you know, a good fight was a very good fight taunting them um, and everything he was slapping them you know <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was trying to get him to fight with any and yeah. he was coming back at times but it was like exciting because there's the big fellas you know they can't like like what Roy Nelson was you know They've got the, the belly on them and they're just yeah. they're coming out and throwing at each other. You know, and well, that's it. That's how it as well. He was just breaking up <laughs> off the cage, you know. Yeah. They were going back <laughs> to the cage, you know. No, it was, a good, it, was, it was a fun fight, I'd say. The heavyweights are just fun because when they throw bombs, it like it actually is a bomb. Like, yeah. So yeah. it's uh, just it's fun in that respect. But again, it was, it was a good fight. Uh, yeah. But I don't the right think person won. Yeah, heavyweights. <laughs> I, I don't have a choice in that matter. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I wouldn't want to get it by heavyweight. I know that much. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's put, let's put it that way then. <laughs> but yeah, right person won. Um, I was going to say Jorgen didn't really bring it, but you can't even say that because he did. It was just Felipe had him at, at sort of everything he was doing. I think. Um, I think what sort of dampened his performance is the fact that he. He blew out. He, he he lost all his steam. You know, he was just leaning on Felipe against the cage in that third round for the majority of it. Yeah. I mean, it's like Dan Andrews and he just he had nothing left in him. You know. And yeah. I, I think I mean, that's what dampened 
dampened his performance. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there's only two losses have come by decision. Yeah. Um, he's won one by decision, but largely he is a... You know, he's, he's a knockout, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is why, you know, which is why I say these people, they, they get that... Um, to get that reputation as being a knockout artist and then you finally get to watch them properly and you know they lose <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> little disheartening but no as I say you can't take any away from Felipe he was a deserved winner yeah that one and then we move on to the main event uh, Holly Holm and Irene Aldana um, didn't expect it to go as to go the way it did I didn't think it would be so comfortable for Holly Holm you know, in my opinion, in this fight, she looked the best she's ever looked. She was, she was. She looked better it. than when she beat Ronda. Yeah, I mean, she was doing everything. She had a, a stand up. She had, you know, floaty of punches, a kicks. You know, that that side kick that she does, like a time with it's impeccable almost. Yeah. Um, you know, she was mixed up doing wrestling. You know, she was really like the, the full fighter. Um, I was a bit shocked by Aldana because I, I thought she would have cut it off and like, I, I don't know like, what was stopping her. I, I don't know if it was Holly Holmes' left leg because, you know, she's she's got the brutal kicks, but, I mean, she was just following her and it just it, it just didn't work. For her. Holly Holmes made Aldana look like a, a, a rookie, basically. Yeah, no, I agree. She was, she was just spectacular. Um, like I say, I haven't seen Holly Holm that good ever, really, as I say. I think I think she was she was better there than when she beat Ronda. And yeah. um I mean if Holly Holm can keep that level, you've you've got a you've got an, a major player in, in the Bantamweight division there. Uh said myself uh, the next fight to me is Holly Holm and uh, Jermaine Durandamy. Uh, the yeah. both brilliant strikers. You know the 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 mixing in the ground game and that now they they have yeah. fought before but I think they've improved immensely since. But that's that it. Some fight. some fights are worth some fights are worth making again. It's like um you know it's like it's like Connor fighting um is it Dustin? He's beat yeah Dustin. He's Dustin, beat Dustin yeah. before, but Dustin is now he, he's a he's a bigger player in the division than he was when he first fought him the first time. Yeah. And obviously McGregor's McGregor as much as we don't like him ourselves, you can't deny his his attraction his star power. Yeah. In in the in the company, so even though he's so strictly retired at the moment, I suppose you know the 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 thought of him fighting Dustin is actually is actually a good you know good idea to, to throw out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I say, some fights are, some fights are worth making again. Yeah, um, and I agree with, with you. Yeah, home and Randomy would be a very good fight to make again. With as I say, I don't think I don't know. It's almost like I don't think anybody thought home especially was capable of making the improvements that we've seen in that fight yeah um, I, I think it, there was a lot of talk about retirement um, I, I don't know when it was happening but they, they must have been talking about retirement with, with home but she, she come out and put whoever said that to bed you know I've still got all, all this in me I'm, I'm not ready to retire you know and she she wants she wants to go with that belt again and I think that fight Durandamy and Holm is the one to make while I think Nunes is fighting Megan Anderson I think yeah they they fight the the winner of that yeah I agree Um, so yeah that that was it as we say really good card really good enjoyable card if if you haven't seen it um, 
well, too late for spoiler alert, but spoiler alert. <laughs> but go back and watch it because it really was a very good card from top to bottom. Uh, yeah. And as I say, you especially, Kieran, you need to go and at the very least watch the uh, watch the you know the, the Casey fight. But again, even the first fight was was really good with the finish. So um, I'll definitely do that. Yeah, yeah, please do. So now that that's done, obviously we are going to get to our um, our fantasy cards soon which will we'll give you a bit of a breakdown of that when we're getting to it in a few minutes but yeah. um a few topics in the mma world kieran so what, what's what's going on at the minute so i think the, the big ones at the minute is uh conor mcgregor who just spoke about him um he's lining up two fights he is returned to boxing against manny pacquiao and he's also wanting to schedule a exhibition vote against Justin uh, for charity. Um, what, what, what what do you make of those fights? Uh, start with Pacquiao. Um, I think Connor sees Pacquiao as an easy win in the boxing world based on his age now. Um, I think he probably thinks he's got too much power for Pacquiao, and I, I think he thinks I don't know. I don't think he'd be treating the fight with the amount of respect he did for the Mayweather fight as much as trash talking and all that was still there. Yeah. You could tell how, like, at least at first with the fight anyway, McGregor was very, um, I thought he was a bit cautious when he fought Mayweather until, like, until he managed to land a few and then he, he grew in confidence. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'd treat Pacquiao with the same respect, which would be a mistake. But I do, I think he thinks, I, I, I believe in his heart of heart, he thinks there's no way that Pacquiao can beat him. And that's why he wants it. That's why yeah. he's targeting that fight. Um, you know, we don't, the way he's looking at it, he knows as much money as he's making in the UFC and has made in the UFC, he knows the money's still in boxing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's why he wants it. The crazy money. I mean, I think Pacquiao said any money he earns, he's donating it. Um, I don't know what he's do- donating it to, but he's donating it to somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's mad with boxing because, I mean, since, since we're talking about it, it's like you've got. Mayweather possibly fighting Logan Paul and stuff, and it's like, why are some of these matchups even getting made? I mean, it's just simple. Logan Paul's got God knows how many social media followers. He's probably got more social media followers than Mayweather. Yeah. So it's it's Mayweather's at that age. He's proven absolutely everything in the world of boxing. He's got nothing left to prove to absolutely anybody. So he's probably just thinking, well, yeah, I might as well go and go in and school this this lanky white kid who actually doesn't know how to box and you know our boxes are off for 10 rounds and get paid 50 yeah, million dollars for it yeah. or whatever you know what i mean um and it, it's the it's same with like but it is it's a shame because it it kind of it makes it like pro wrestling a bit don't get me wrong i still watch and enjoy pro wrestling i do because i think it's just it's fun but yeah you don't want you don't want boxing or ufc turning into that because there's a reason pro wrestling is the way it is and it's more obviously it's more like it's dramatized it's you know obviously everything's sort of pre um preemptive kind of thing yeah. but um there's a reason that that is the way it is and boxing isn't it's because you want legitimate fighters proving that they're the best and you know you look at you look at the numbers that logan paul and ksi done when they had their fight the numbers for it were phenomenal yeah but that's because they both got, I think between them, they probably got like 100 million subscribers easy on YouTube, if not more. Yeah. And you don't want boxing turning into that. Boxing's already, a, boxing's already a money sport without people needing to be crossover stars. 
it doesn't need crossover stars. There's so much money in it already. I mean, what gets me with America, and you know, you know the money's in America, is you look at the big fights in the UK for boxing. Uh, yeah. And when, when Andy Joshua fights over here, or Tyson Fury, they'll go to Wembley, or they'll go to Cardiff, and it's in front of 90,000 or 80,000 people, yeah. however many it is. They go to America, they fight in the MGM, it's 16,000 people, and they get three times the money <laughs> for the fight <laughs> that they do. It's, it's absolutely mad that, you know, the capacity of the venue can be double, triple, quadruple what it is in America, but the money that you get in America is double, triple, quadruple. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how it works, but that's why it, it's the richest, you know, it's probably the richest sport out there. Um, yeah. It's, it's, but as I say, boxing doesn't, money, yeah, boxing doesn't need crossover stars. MMA doesn't need crossover stars in that respect. Obviously, yeah. MMA, it, it lends itself to crossover stars to an extent, whereas, you know, yeah, like when James Tony fought Randy Couture, yeah. that's a crossover star. You want to say, don't get on, Randy Couture, school them. Yeah. And it wasn't close. But <laughs> at least James Tony was a legitimate fighter and an actual athlete, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now imagine imagine if Randy Couture come out of retirement to fight Logan Paul. There's, there's no point in it. Randy Couture Randy Couture could have both hands tied behind his back and still somehow submit him. Oh yeah. You know, it's just it it again, you don't want it to you don't want it to become too much like like wrestling and I think it was getting that way a little bit the UFC when you had the confrontation between DC and Brock yeah and now it looks like if the rumours are true anyway looks like WWE are going to try and play on that I think I mentioned it last time uh, I, WWE I've apparently want about that but yeah apparently they want DC to join the commentary team yeah but I think they're going to if that does happen I think what they'll probably do is they'll use getting DC on commentary as a way to go to Brock like look we've we've brought DC in for you so yeah. let him be on commentary something might happen in the ring where DC goes and helps someone Brock comes back attacks that's how they're probably going to end up doing it something like that yeah. because UFC wanted that fight DC's retired Brock can't pass a drugs test to save his life apparently <laughs> <laughs> so the only way that match is going to happen is in wrestling and yeah. it's smart by WWE because DC over the last sort of couple of years has always become a bona fide superstar in the MMA world so you're yeah. going to get MMA eyes on wrestling which is mm. which is what they want all they want they don't care who watches it they just want more people to watch it yeah. and same with anything you know that's that's another reason if you know Conor McGregor he probably is the most popular unfortunately person in UFC probably ever now but yeah. you know it's the same if when him and Mayweather had the fight that was because Mayweather was probably the biggest star in boxing at the time Yeah, and McGregor was the biggest star in, in MMA so it made sense from that point of view for them to fight but in terms of actual ability it made no sense for them to fight yeah yeah I mean um, it, it's just it's like if you switch it over it's like Mayweather coming to the UFC to fight McGregor you know it's going exactly, to be, it'd be, it'd be exactly the same but it's all yeah. for the, the money I mean, well that's it it would make sense from you've got two of the best athletes standpoint yeah. it wouldn't make sense from you've got a boxer fighting in an MMA fighter in an yeah, MMA yeah. fighter like, if it was to be fair the best place for that fight would have been in WWE because <laughs> yeah. then both of the, it would have let them both play to the strengths and not want to get hurt too badly and everyone goes home happy you know what I mean yeah um, just one of them but anyway enough about that because I'm sure we'll come back to them another time but um, you mentioned the other bit of, well other bit of news was um, Israel Adesanya 
taking um, taking shots at John Jones. Yeah, both um, both taking shots at each other. Like, since he beat uh, Costa, they've been going back and forth on Twitter. Um, I think John Jones said something about Adesanya's dad. Uh, Adesanya said something about John Jones' mum, which is below the belt because I think Jones' mum has passed. Mm. Um, so I don't think people were happy with that. Um, but would you like to see that that fight, Israel Adesanya and John Jones? Um, stylistically speaking, yeah. Who wouldn't want to see that fight? Yeah. Um, in terms of sort of where they're both are, uh, no, I don't want to see that fight. Yeah. I think Adesanya, as good as he is, and I do like Adesanya, I think he's still sort of carving his his legacy in the middleweight division. He needs to stick with that. John Jones has literally run through light heavyweight for yeah. the past near decade. Yeah. You know, he's beat legends, he's beat up-and-comers, he's beat the best in the division. Nobody has been able to beat John Jones. The only person who's come close was Gustafsson, where probably Jones did lose the fight, but they give it to him. Yeah. Um I mean, That's some, the only people, time. some people argue Reyes as well. Yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah. So. Um, but that's what I mean. In 10 years, only two people have come close to him. It's like, is it smart for Adesanya to be trying to call out and pick a fight with John Jones? Don't give me, you know, look at John Jones. He's, as I say, he's been around for 10 years longer. He was at UFC oh, 100, yeah. wasn't he? It, yeah, um, it, yeah. He fought at 100, and he's still only like 34. Like, the man's still got a good six years ahead of him if he wants it. Yeah. And, let you know, he's, he's concentrating on heavyweight. It's like, I, I think it's a ill-advised decision by Adesanya to go after him right now. Um, if Jones decides to go back down to light heavy and Adesanya's still at a stage where he's undefeated and he's he's gone through middleweight, move up to light heavy and have to fight at light heavy. Yeah. But there's, it's pointless calling him out, trying to create a fight that right now isn't probably going to happen. I mean, for me, like, I'd like to see Jones do what he's been saying he wants to do for years, which is go to heavyweight. I mean, he has been saying it for quite a while. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I, I think he could be good there. You know what I mean? I'd like to see it. You know, and with... Well, he's, he's got the skill set, I need to, to do well at heavyweight. He's got the skill set to do well at any division he wants to, but I think particularly at heavyweight, I think... If he can bring his, uh, if he can bring his skill set with him, yeah, or, or power to it. I mean, you've you've got a beast. Yeah, uh, I think uh, with Adesanya, I want him, I want him to stick at middleweight because I, I really believe he he's got the the making of being the best middleweight, and obviously Silver is that now, given the. Defenses he had in that and whatnot, but well, that's it. I mean, Adesanya, he's like a second coming of Anderson Silva. Mm. The style, the the way he fights is is very similar. Um, as well as that, he's beat Anderson Silva. Yeah, know what I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's not it's not the Anderson Silva. Yeah, it, it, it's not Prime Silva, but you know, no. it's it's still a, a name, you know. Exactly, and I think I don't know. I think Adesanya needs, he, yeah, stick him away for now. Yeah. Just, just leave, leave Jones as he is for now. Let him go to the heavyweight, see how he gets on. You never know. If Jones does well at heavyweight, he might be going after the belt. Yeah. If he doesn't, it's a lesson learned and he goes back down to light heavy. But it's hard to see Jones not doing well at heavyweight. Yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. But um also mentioned uh, McGregor uh, and Dustin. 
uh, having an exhibition well for charity. Um, yeah. You mentioned them earlier, didn't you? When you were talking about the rematches. Yeah. Um, again, it makes sense. Dustin is much higher. He's got a much higher place in in sort of the UFC, you know, rankings now yeah. than what he did have. He's improved a lot since he did fight McGregor all them years ago. Um, the interesting point with it is, you know, they weren't going to do it under UFC. But apparently, and I don't know how much truth there is to this, but apparently Dana said, well, now if this fight's happening, it's happening under my banner. Yeah. So it looks like it might end up not, not necessarily being a, an exhibition fight after all. And unless Dana's just going to promote it as Dana, not as the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dana, yeah. isn't gonna, Dana won't want to miss out on that. Yeah, I mean... But as we've said in the past... still fight for charity, you know, but he just do mm-hmm. it in the UFC, you know. <laughs> yeah. But as we've said in the past, Connor. Well, I, personally, anyway, Connor for me isn't coming back until the fans are back. I, I, it's mad as well, though, because um, I don't know about yourself, but we're getting all these different bouts and you know news about McGregor. But you, you kind of feel like that's like something to kind of disguise the whole alleged sexual thing that he had. I mean, what what happened to that? I mean, is that just swept under the rug now? Or yeah, of course, it's you know McGregor. You know, don't. Don't forget, Conor McGregor, for all the stuff he's done, he will have the best publicists, the best legal team in the world. So even if he does something wrong, they'll know how to play it down and make it into not as big of a deal as it actually is. And that's why after he threw the dolly and got arrest- arrested, they used it in the promotion for the Khabib fight. And then, yeah. you know, it was it was almost like it was forgotten. It was like, oh, McGregor done that. That was fun. Let's put it in there. But if they fought again, they wouldn't. No, you know what I was going to say? They wouldn't put Khabib jumping off the cage and attacking like uh, Dylan Dennis and all that in the promo, but they would. Yeah. They 100% would. I, I, I was going to lie to myself. T- to be honest with you, it, it, as it is, it, it, it builds up the fight, you know. It, yeah. It builds up the rematch because there's, there's the tension there, you know. Well, see, the thing is, when, when they fought, can you imagine, like, I don't know if UFC showed the promos for the fights to the fighters before it goes out, but can you imagine if they do, right? Imagine you're Khabib sitting there yeah. Watching that promo before it goes live, and you go, you know, it's got all the trash talking to McGregor about his dad and his religion and stuff like that. Yeah. And then it's got, and then it's got him throwing the dolly at the bus, which injured three fighters, caused the card to, the card that was coming off into, it threw him into chaos. Yeah. Um, can you imagine him watching that, thinking, I've never been, an, I'm not a disrespectful person, I've never done anything to upset anybody that he know, you know. I'm an, I'm, I've always tried to be respectful. It's a respectful sport, blah blah blah. And yeah. you're going to put his list. You're going to put his criminal actions into the promos. Like, no, no, I'm not a. Like, I, it, I'd it, be pissed off if I was watching you. that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, like I say, like I said it at the time as well. And when with the Khabib fight, the aftermath and all that, and McGregor, I don't, I don't defend what Khabib done after the fight, but I can understand what he's done after the fight. Yeah, you can understand it because he's. He's probably he's seen it all because it's been a, a long thing as well. Yeah, going through court and that way, and he, you know, yeah, it's probably built up inside of him. And after beating McGregor, it's just he's been on a, a surge then, and he's just he's done. Well, that's it, McGregor. He's, he apologised for it. You know, you don't yeah. see McGregor apologising often, do you? No, if ever. No. Um, don't get me wrong. He's shown he can have that little modicum of respect. Yeah. At times, like when he when he sent a message to Khabib about his dad getting sick, and then when his yeah. dad passed, like you can see that that's there. But it's like I'd like I don't discount McGregor for his ability, but I'd prefer him if he didn't 
McGregor hasn't become the star he is because of his ability. Yeah, yeah, it's his antics. Yeah, as and well. that's what annoys me about McGregor more than anything. Yeah. It's you know you've got all these people considered the goats. You know your Anderson Silvers, your GSPs. Yeah, John Jones. It's I I do consider him to be one of the goats, but it's hard to put him in that conversation because of his legal issues, which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, in terms of just fighting, there's no argument about him being in the conversation. No. But you've got all these that have created a legacy. And going back further, you know, you Chuck Liddell, you Randy Couture, yeah. um, you know, various various others, BJ Penn. You've got all these who've, who've created a legacy through being the absolute best, running through divisions, defending the title, yeah. uh, losing titles, winning it back, you know, stuff like that. That really defines a fighter and you don't get any of that from McGregor. No. And if you see with a lot of their names, they were respectful. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, but it's, I guess it's just one of them things, like you said, he's probably got the best legal team, the best, best everything to help you get swiped under the rug. And then he can go about sorting fights out for next year because, you know, it is what it is, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it was just, it's one of them. He's always going to get away with, with stuff. Um, which is annoying, so yeah, but anyway, um, was there, was there any other bits of news that we needed to go over, or are we jumping into the uh, fantasy cards now? Um, I can't think of any at the minute. I'll probably, I'll probably think of something after the podcast <laughs> is finished, you know. Yeah, probably. It's been a slow news week, in fairness. Yeah, <laughs> um, so with that being said, then we'll jump into the fantasy cards that we've done. Like, like I said at the beginning, this is just a little bit of something to. You know, to mix it up a bit. Um, obviously, when we talk about the cards, it, it can sort of feel a little bit repetitive, even though it's different fighters, different things to talk about and stuff like that. So we'll always try and do something towards the end to just mix it up a bit and um, have a bit of fun. So with this, um, as I said earlier, it's fancy UFC cards. So we've done every division barring two, which was, um, what was it? F- was it the flyweight, women's flyweight and women's um, strawweight? Yeah. Basically because I think the division, looking at it, the division seemed too new and there wasn't really any past fighters that we could choose from. Yeah. So we've left them out. So um, I'll run the card down kind of thing in order of... So we've picked one fight from every weight division, um, I'd say barring them two, with a current fighter and a past fighter. Yeah. Um, so we're going to run it down from the lightest to the heaviest. Um, yeah. So we start with men's flyweight. So who did you go for with your men? Would be your dream... Well, your fantasy uh, flyweight fight. I went with it. To, to me, it was the only one that made sense. Um, it's Mighty Mouse and Figueiredo. Yeah, I, I went with the same. I mean, flyweight was a difficult one. Um, yeah. You know, there's, <laughs> as I mentioned before, we, we started earlier. You know, there's only been three flyweight champions in the in UFC history, so the decision. It was a tough one, but yeah, I went with the same DJ and uh, Figueiredo and under it, I've just put Flyweight Goat um, yeah. versus the current champ. So, like you say, it's the only one that made sense with that. I mean, I'd, I think Mighty Mouse should still be in the UFC, like, but there you go. You know, it was... yeah, you seem when I told you earlier that uh, it was a it was a swap between uh, DJ and Ben Askren, you look shocked. Yeah, it was considering <laughs> the uh, the run that Askren went on, but you know. When a, a good run was it? And... It wasn't, but as I said to you, I think before he came to the UFC, there was there was talk of 
Ben Askren probably being the best in the div- in his division in the yeah. world. So it made sense from that standpoint. Just didn't play out for him in the UFC. Unfortunately, we never yeah. got the we never got the real Ben Askren, um, which is a shame. But in that I, I, did, we, I did a lot of in that we got the, the real uh, master though. So well, yeah. <laughs> no, I think no. you know Demetrius Johnson. I say flyweight goat. I mean, I think he had eleven title defenses. It's like yeah, f- phenomenal run he went on until um, Henry Cejudo of all people to beat him. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. But no. It was good. It was very good. Um, so the next on the card, so one of the two women's fights that would end up being, uh, so women's bantamweight. Who have you gone with? Uh, with this, uh, they've fought before, but I just thought it'd be interesting to see again one because I I didn't see this one is uh, Amanda Nunes and Pat Singano. Um Nunes, I don't think she was the champion at the time, and I think Pat Singano, she was. She was doing well also. Um, obviously, yeah, Singano's obviously left the UFC since then. I think she's went yeah. into, I don't know if she's went to Invicta or she, she's went somewhere and she, I think she's been winning. And obviously, yeah. Amanda Nunes is Amanda Nunes, you know, she's she's the ghost herself. Yeah, well, that's it. With, with the Bantamweight, I went um, Amanda Nunes. Uh, and again, I think I think this fight happened, but I've put it down as Amanda Nunes versus Prime Ronda. Prime Ronda, okay. Like, because I think we got I think we got Amanda and Ronda in 2016. Yeah. When Ronda was taking more breaks, she was becoming a bit more of a Hollywood star kind of thing. Yeah. But I think if you get if if that fight would have happened sort of two or three three two or three years earlier, and you got that Prime Killer Ronda, Ronda, yeah. Ronda, Ronda. <laughs> Rowdy, rowdy. <laughs> you, you got that uh, that prime sort of killer Ronda. I think the fight would have just blown the roof off. Yeah, yeah, it's a good good matchup. Yeah. Uh, so moving well, sticking with bantamweight technically, but men's bantamweight. Uh, who'd you go with there? Is it, this was uh, a tough one for me. Yeah, I went with uh, the current champ uh, Pesian, and I went with with this one because like you. You can't ever forget like the streak that he went on. It's Helen Barrow. Like, okay. I, I just think like Pram, Pram Barrow, you know, yeah. the, as I say, that run he went on, you know, I think he went like 30 yeah, he was, fights, he was great was he? for a while there, wasn't you he? Know, yeah. Um, then fighting Jan now. Yeah. Jan, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I, I think that would be an intriguing matchup. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, with Helen Barrow, I'll always remember that um, that song. From from YouTube about where nah, Jens nah, Pulver. Nah, what, what one? It, it mentioned Jens Pulver in it because like it? what you were about to do there, Hen and Barrow, and then yeah. go into it and he's got something, something, and then he's got he's, he's got Jens Pulver's smile or something like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> something like that. Jens Pulver in comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was it. Yeah, and then he's got <laughs> Jens Pulver's smile. Um, but now I don't. Yeah. See, I was thinking of going with Hen and myself, and then the run that he went on was spectacular. But then, conversely, the run that he went on after he lost was, was diabolical. Yeah, I think like, he, so he lost. He, he there was, was no in-between with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was either phenomenal <laughs> or he was diabolical. dog shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> 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 so I, I went I went in a slightly different direction. Um, so I went with TJ Dillashaw, um, obviously two-time champ. Um, yeah. And was, you know, I think at one when he come back and won the title the second time especially, he was a killer. Like he's yeah. a completely different animal. Um and then I've gone Henry Cejudo 
Um, okay. You know, Triple C, as he calls himself. And yeah. I can go with him because he's retired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, I just think stylistically, it would have been a just a really fun fight to watch. I think it would have been really interesting to see how Tsuhudo would have fared against sort of Dillashaw throwing at him so much. Did they, did, did they fight before? I'm, I'm trying to think now. I might have been looking at a different fight. I might have been looking at Baral. I'm, fairly, I'm hoping he didn't because TJ. I was looking yeah. at the records last night and. <laughs> you double checked. Oh, yes, he did. Did he? <laughs> God's sake, Keaton. Why didn't you just let me have this one? <laughs> it, it'd still be a good match, you know. Second time around. It you know, it could be, always be a different fight the second time. It would. No. Um, <laughs> as, as you say, he's retired now, so it works. Well, yeah. Because, um, yeah, run it back. Yeah. I'm not changing my mind now. I've, I've put it in there. So, yeah, run it back. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Yeah. Let's get, let's get, so, let's get past that. <laughs> women, women's featherweight. Okay. W- women's, um, uh, I've obviously seen the original knockout of the, of the fight, but I'd just like to see them fight again. And because the featherweight really hasn't, hasn't got opponents in it really I mean right now I think it's just Amanda Nunes and that's it a division you know <laughs> but uh, yeah. it, it, I'd, I'd probably put Cyborg against her again um, see how that would play out second time you know yeah because Amanda's great and Cyborg's great as well but well, that's it I mean it was a shock when Amanda it was a shock to me out. anyway how easy it seems for Amanda yeah I mean given that Cyborg is a killer and she's usually the one knocking people out Amanda comes out yeah, and exactly. knocks her out I mean she, she's had a thing of doing that I think she beat home with a, a kick as well you know yeah that was, she has, she has a, a way of doing that <laughs> yeah definitely yeah, no, would, have been a, would have been a good fight um, well it was a good fight but would be a good <laughs> fight second time round um, so I went with uh, Jermaine Durandon um, versus Cyborg Simply oh, because okay. it's the fight, it's the fight we never got to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think no, the randomly was the champ. She got stripped because she she got stripped of the title because she wouldn't fight Cyborg. Yeah, and then Cyborg won the belt. So I just I want to see how that would have played out. Yeah, um, I, I think that would have been uh, interesting. Well, I'm sure she said she said something about uh, she wouldn't fight anyone that um, did drugs or something was it or uh, something like that. Yeah, I've seen something on the lines of that. Is for the actual reason it went just because, like, oh, you know, it's Cyborg who's. Yeah, I mean, do you say that, but then at the same, fans especially won't look at it like that. Fans will just look at it like, well, you were just scared to fight her. Yeah. Um, for obvious reasons, like, I'm, I'd be scared to fight her myself right now. <laughs> if someone said, like, yeah, Sand, you can you can have twenty five million pound right now, but you've got to fight this Cyborg first, but like. <laughs> You know what? Nah, I'll leave that. It's all right. Uh, no, no, I'd say there. Well, you're going to give me the 25 mil right now, so I don't have to buy Chris Ball. <laughs> yeah. Say, well, and just run away. <laughs> yeah. And then close your eyes and count to 15. Yeah. And then I'll punch her, and that's it. That's the final. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, that's, that's how fans don't look at it for them. Fans won't believe, even if that was the reason that she doesn't want to fight it because of like drugs and stuff like that. Yeah. Fans won't, won't buy that. Fans won't believe that. Yeah, fans yeah. just go, no, you're scared. You're scared. You're running. You're crap. Ha. Um, <laughs> you know what fans are like? Fans yeah. are fickle. <laughs> uh, fans can be fickle. So it just, it's the way it is. But I think, like I say, it would have been interesting to see how that fight went down. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, so men's featherweight. Uh, I've got um, Uriah Faber and Max Holloway. Uh, I don't think this this fight happened, but I think again Uriah when he was a monster mm. and Max Holloway. I just think that that would have been a good matchup. Um, I think it would have made for an exciting fight. You know, fast paced. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that would have been a good fight, in fairness. Um, I've gone slightly different direction with mine. So okay. I've gone um, current champ Volkanovski. Yeah. Um, against uh, Connor, as much as I didn't want to include him. Um, oh, okay. simple, simple reason is, I think Connor would go into that if he did fight as a very strong favourite. But I feel like Volkanovski has already come through quite a few fights as as an underdog. Um, yeah. I think he's... He's kind of, he's one of them. I think he can cause shocks. Um, so and would, I think you, that would, would you see that as an upset? As like Volkanovski beating McGregor? I, I would in in the in the respect that McGregor is such a big fighter for that weight for the weight class. Um, yeah, I mean he, he he was a beast at a featherweight like you know. That's what I mean. He was. It, it's like it's like Dad until you know. Yeah, it's like Dad until in um, in welterweight. Everyone knows he shouldn't be in welterweight. He's yeah. a huge welterweight. It's it's uh, <laughs> Conor McGregor was one of them, yeah, um, yeah. and so I think you look at the size of him in featherweight, and you think, and then you look at Volkanovski, who you know, he's five foot six, so he's, he's small, yeah, for, for a fighter anyway. But and then you look at him and think, you if you were just tuning in, if Conor McGregor and Volkanovski fought, and you never watched UFC in your life, didn't know any fighter, yeah. and you looked at the two of them across the octagon from each other you'd be like there's absolutely no way McGregor loses this yeah yeah and I think that's what Volkanovski brings he's got that that surprise he's got that sort of let's see, who did he beat for the so he's you know we beat Holloway for the title I didn't expect him to be Holloway beat him twice didn't he you know, beat him twice in a row even though just the the second fight I think Holloway had it but we won't get into that <laughs> no but that's what I mean especially the first time I, I didn't have Volkanovski winning that whatsoever. Oh, and I, I think, didn't see that. And it would be, I think it would be the same with Connor. I think everyone would be expecting Volkanovski to lose, which would work in his favour. And I just think it'd just be a really interesting matchup for that alone. Yeah, I like that. Um, so lightweight. I've gone with uh, BJ Penn and Paul Felder. Um, okay, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I wasn't expecting you to go there. To, to be honest with you, I was like. I, I was looking at BJ Penn and Habib, but even though BJ had crazy takedown defense, I don't know if he'd be able to handle Habib Blake. So I went with like, I don't know, I think Paul Felden, BJ Penn, Brian Penn would just be a crazy fight. I don't know why. <laughs> like, you're, you're not wrong, like, in fairness. What, what you've also got to remember, like, if that doesn't make sense, I was on a waking night so I was like <laughs> half asleep do, doing the list so <laughs> you know well um, but, but yeah I still no, think it'd make for an interesting fight uh, Feld and Penn yeah no I, I I do agree definitely do agree <laughs> um, so with man you've just said man in all honesty it uh, could be versus prime BJ oh yeah um, okay I mean I mean just just for how good each of them are alone I mean nothing else really needs to be said but like you say, Khabib has got probably the best takedowns ever, possibly yeah. up there at least. Anyway, yeah. But like you say, Prime DJ's def- takedown defense was just off the charts. Yeah, it was and crazy. again, I think it's just 
it's it'd be it'd be a very you know it'd be a very sort of ding dong battle if you like you know yeah it it'd be it'd just be such a good watch I think um it'd just be phenomenal yeah I'll pen, pen, <laughs> you, you just, just, just funny. <laughs> I know yeah it's like BJ. now I do I think that'd be one of them fights where you you just like be sat there open mouth for the entire fight like yeah this is amazing looking back and forth yeah, yeah. Like, it's crazy um, I just think it'd be unbelievable so yeah and you know how much I love Khabib like he's yeah probably my favourite at the minute and, so yeah, you got to always remember that like before like the lower weights were around BJ really set in motion for the impact of the lower weight classes then you mm. know what I mean lightweight and welterweight yeah. and that you know Oh yeah, BJ, you know, legend. That hasn't he practically fought in every weight class now? <laughs> he's, he's mad how many weight classes he's fought in. Three, four weight classes, I think. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but he was, he, he was always, he, he was always boss to watch. Like to be fair, he's been everywhere, and he, you know, he gets around. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, so welterweight, moving on. With. So, um, I put Colby Covington, and so this is my fantasy card. So this is what's going to happen. <laughs> and Colby Covington is going to get smashed by Matthews. Okay. He is going to get the American beat down by Matthews. He's going to learn what wrestling is. <laughs> and, and that's it. Just he's he's going to get destroyed. That's it. That, that's what's going to happen. You know. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, it's your fancy. Put your bets on. You know, that's what's going to exactly. happen. Exactly. <laughs> it's your fancy. However, you want it to go down, it's going to go down. <laughs> um. See, now I was going to put Colby in with someone who to just destroy him myself but I thought no I don't want to see Colby at all ever okay again um, so well you won't I have went... to match finish with him so you're right <laughs> oh that's alright then we'll put them we'll put both our worthway fights on the same card <laughs> yeah. so I went with GSP obviously um, and then this is where I was a little stuck I couldn't decide between two and I'm going to make my decision right now and I'm going with Prime Robbie Lawler um, I was going to go Woodley but Woody. I just thought, I don't know. There's something about don't, I. I've always been a fan of Woodley, but I just don't think, I don't think it would be. I think stylistically the two similar, and think it would. Ju- it'd be a bit of a. I think it. I don't think it captured the sort of fans the same who, way. Who, who wins in the wrestling game? GSP or Woodley? Yeah. Um. I'd probably still. I don't know. It's a tough one because don't be wrong. Yes, no, it is because GSP's wrestling was fantastic. Yeah, and Woodley's is very good, but Woodley's also got Woodley was also at the strength advantage, which obviously helps. I think what like, you've got to consider with GSP as well is like I think he he become a wrestler, didn't he? I think mm. that he, he weren't a wrestler when he went in, but he's you no, know, but Woodley always was. was. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd probably just about give the edge to Woodley just yeah. on experience alone. Just because, like you say, wrestling that probably you know longer. Well, not necessarily longer in terms of how our old people are, but you know, like you say, he's always been a wrestler. It's like I, I um, don't know though, because I, I think it, it's a big milestone to learn wrestling and then be considered one of the best at it. It is. It is. It's enormous, but there's there's a difference between learning something at a sort of at an older age and being considered one of the best and learning it from the off. Yeah. Like if, if wrestling is the first thing you knew, then like there's no there's no comparison. You know, you talk about uh Kurt Angle, you know the wrestler. Yeah yeah. Obviously won Olympic gold medal. 
Yeah. So he had an offer from UFC years ago when he was, I think, either before he went to Uf- uh, to WWE or after, just after he was when he was leaving. Yeah. And like Kurt Angle would have would have tied whatever weight division he would have ended up in, he would have tied the entire division in knots. Yeah. Because his wrestling was just another level, and if and I think probably the same for Brock. If Brock had to focus more on his wrestling in UFC, he would have been even more successful and probably had a longer career in the UFC than he did. But yeah. obviously, I think Brock was trying to prove that he wasn't just a wrestler. He was trying yeah. to prove, look, I'm a legit fighter. I'm 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 an athlete. I'm a freak of nature, and hey. he proved all of them. <laughs> you don't want to be one-dimensional, do you? You know, you want to. No, that's it. And Brock, you know, credit to him as say he, he tried and he, he mixed it up and he, he done well in the UFC. Um, but as I said, there's just something about having wrestling as your base, which is just you know, because wrestling wasn't isn't GSP's base. Everyone oh. knows that. Yeah. But yeah. there's no denying he was one. Of, he is one of the best wrestlers. That that's and that that'll never be argued. But as I say, I just think. Woodley's instincts are wrestling, whereas yeah. GSP's wouldn't necessarily be that as his instincts. And I think that's where it would where he'd have the oh don't get me wrong, minuscule, very, very tiny. But I think that's where Woodley would have that slight advantage is just because it's his instincts. Yeah. He wouldn't have to think about something in terms of wrestling. You know what? No, yeah, Robbie, you're out. I'm going with Woodley because <laughs> you, you've caused that bit of the debate now. So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. GSP versus versus Woodley. Um, and yeah, don't, I think so now that I do you, actually you, think about it, yeah, it, it would it would be a good fight, even though you say like stylistically like they're the same and that, but it'd be intriguing to see who comes out on top yeah. in terms of the wrestling and you know the the are both good strikers. I think would yeah. would probably have the power advantage. Um, he would, but I think GSP would catch Woodley with more than Woodley would catch GSP with. Yeah, I think be, be I think. More, more I think GSP's kind of fight management would be better than Woodley's. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, didn't expect to talk that quite that long about that one, but that was fun. <laughs> um, so, middleweight. Now, with middleweight, obviously, I'll let you go first again. Yeah. But the fight I managed to figure out that never happened, I was gobsmacked at. So, go on, watch yours, though, middleweight. Okay. Um, middleweight, you uh, talked about before. I went with Darren Till and Michael Bisman. Okay, little uh, UK showdown. Yeah, I, but to be honest with you, I think I'd be another great fight. They're, they're both brilliant at stand up, you know, they've both got knockout power. And I mean, even staying same, same on the ground, you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I'm surprised that it hasn't happened because obviously Till only went up to bloody middleweight not too long ago. I mean, and Bisbon's got Bisbon's one, I be, Been there forever and that, yeah, you know, so he, he wouldn't be able to do it now, but. I just think that'd be a good stylistically a good fight yeah, to watch. Definitely. You know, and they'd have banter back and forth as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just don't even give you know what, just make the match but not an actual fight, just let them have a, a banter match. No, no it should be. <laughs> they should be Twitter trolls in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh my god. No, yeah, I, that that would be a good fight. So uh middleweight, so I'd say I can't believe this fight never happened. Um so Anderson yeah. Anson Silver. Again, so this per- don't get me wrong, this person wasn't as successful in middleweight as he was in light heavy or anything like that. But Leoto. Vegeta. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that would be a, a, a good fight. Um I, I think 
I don't think the it happens because the they were uh, training partners as well, weren't Something they? like that, yeah. They, they trained together under um, Ed, Ed Soares, who does yeah. LFA. Um, I, I think that's probably one of the reasons why that didn't happen, but if it did happen, it, it would be interesting because, you know, Machida has got his crazy and he's quite a good counter-puncher, but Anson's also a good counter-puncher as well, but I think Anson would come, come forward more. Yeah, yeah, I just think it'd be like, you know, in my mind, I go back and think of sort of that prime dominant Anderson. Yeah. Coming up against the Lyoto, that, you know, that beat Shogun for the title and stuff like that. I think Yeah. if you put them two together at the same time, you've got magic. Yeah, fireworks. I just yeah. think, yeah, it just, I just think it would have been a phenomenal fight at the time. Yeah. Um, and I'd say probably was because they were training partners and stuff like that. But it was looking through the records last night. It was like, these what? Have these never fought? This is this is amazing. Yeah, because Machine yeah. actually went to middleweight well, and some exactly, weren't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, I say I'm happy. That that was a that was a happy revelation. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, it was mad, honestly. Um, <laughs> so come towards the end of our fancy card here. So uh, light heavyweight. I said, wait, okay, uh, I've gone with one of the best light heavyweights, or depending if you look on Pride, Motherweight, um, Vandalay Silva. Okay. Uh, and the Axe the Murderer. Yeah, with the scariest stare down ever. Um, or yeah. just one of them. Him and Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, against uh, Vulcan. Who's the mayor or who's the mayor? Okay. Um, and I just think that that'd make a for a good stand-up fight, a good brawl. You know, I think one of these at that kind of style where he'll just he'll throw at you and he'll he'd make you throw back kind of thing. He'd make you stand up. Uh, I think that'd be a really good stand-up fight. Yeah, I agree. No, yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, good, yeah. good, good angle to come <laughs> come from with it. In fairness. Um, so I've gone with John Jones. Yeah. Um, as we've mentioned, arguably, or maybe not arguably anymore, the <laughs> the goat of the light heavyweight division. Yeah. Um, so who have gone with him against? I based this purely on because the decision was so hard. It was between three, um, okay. and I based this purely on the amount of title defenses that they had, and I've gone with Tito Ortiz. No, uh, I was actually gonna gonna do that because I was looking at the light heavyweight and seeing. I think it was. Uh, John Jones, uh, I think DC, I think had, had the next amount of longest reigning, and then Ortiz, mm. I think it was. Yeah, no, um, I, I based it on not length of time, just the amount of people they fought. Successful title defenses, Jones has got the most, yeah. Tito's got the second most. Yeah, um, yeah. As I say, for me, it was a choice of Tito, Chuck, and Randy. Mm, yeah. And Pretty sure we've just named three of the Jackson Five there doing that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that that's what I went with. Uh, Tito, as you say, I think he gets. I think he gets overlooked in in the conversation because of sort of how how dynamic and how good both Randy and, and Chuck were, and obviously now Jones. Yeah. I think Tito kind of gets overlooked a little bit in the in the goat conversation. Don't get me wrong, I don't think he is the goat, but he, I think he deserves to be in the conversation. Yeah, I mean. Back in the day, he certainly helped helped put UFC on the map as well. You know, massively. Like I said, the first time out with us. Yeah, like I said, first time 
you know, out with us. He's the first person I remember seeing in UFC back in the day when when he was showing it on Bravo. Yeah. Um, he's the first person I recall seeing. So he's the, kind of the person who got me into it long term. Um, but I say I do. I, I really do feel he does get overlooked from time to time, especially when you consider how long he was in the UFC for. But not only that, just active in general life. Yeah. I'm fairly sure. If he hasn't already retired, I'm fairly sure he's only just retired. Because I'm, sure. I'm not sure yeah. if he went to Bellator. Because Bellator recently have had this ha- this habit of sort of recreating fights that happened in the UFC ten years ago when yeah. the fighters was in the prime. I, I think he's done it with like Rampage and Vanderlei, oddly enough. Um, I doubt yeah. And you know, a, a few of them went over there, didn't they? Yeah. No, well, that's it. That's I mean, Leoto when I chose him from that, he's in Bellator at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got they've got a good few former UFC stars in there at the moment. But yeah, I just think based on pure title defences, I think that would be the one for me. Um, Jones, probably. <laughs> he's he's just he's too good. Yeah. He really he's is. There. He's just he's, he's just ridiculous. It's almost not fair. Um it's not fair. I mean <laughs> you have to vacate the belt for someone else to get it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And there's only losses by disqualification. Like, come on, yeah, which shouldn't have even been a DQ. So, I was think it was illegal elbows or something. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so the final fight, which we're not going to say it would be the main event, but it's hard to say any of these fights would be main or co-main or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, it just have to be every fight is a co-main event, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so heavyweights, who did you go with here? This one, um, I went Francis Ngannou, um, and I was trying to think like he would give him a proper good run for his money in terms of getting past his power and basically giving him a good go. And I put him in with Randy Couture as I think I think like Randy he, he can take a good punch, you know, every now and then. But I think what would be uh, Good for him is is, uh, is Greco Roman that he had, you know, getting you up against the fence and you know throwing punches inside the, the clinch and taking you down and being in half guard and working from there. Um, I don't, I, I think he'd have some success against Ngani with that. And that, that I was, that's just what I was thinking mostly to like who would give Ngani like a good yeah. run. That, that certainly being an interesting fight. I'm not going to lie, when you were explaining your, your decision making process behind this one, in my brain, I was expecting you to say Shane Carvin just in terms oh, yeah. of power. Oh, no, um, yeah. But it's... no, I like, the way, I like where you went with that. Yeah. Mine's, mine's more straightforward than that. Um, so I've gone Stipe. Yeah. Obviously, can be considered the heavyweight goat now, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and Brock Lesnar. Um, okay. Brock Lesnar, you know, before. Without his diverticulitis, I think, and I was talking about this um, in work with someone the other day, I don't think we ever actually seen a 100% fit Brock Lesnar in the UFC. Yeah. There was always something up with him. And obviously the diverticulitis, I mean, he doesn't lose the fight against, um, what's his name, Overeem. He doesn't lose that fight if, if the diverticulitis isn't an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he knocks him out with a body kick, you know what I mean? Yeah, really and put him down, didn't it? That's what I mean. I've never seen a reaction like it because I, I always remember it. You know, Overeem kicks him, Brock Lesnar goes like he's ready to go again and then just crumbles. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think if you had a 100% fully fit Brock Lesnar against Stipe the way he is now, I mean, again, I think you've just got money. Yeah. And you've got, you've got, again, your fireworks. It would be such an explosive fight. Um, 
again, everyone knows how explosive Brock Lesnar is anyway. Yeah. I say the, the way he bowled, the way he literally bowled over Tim Sylvia that time. Was, um, it, was it Tim Sylvia? Fair man, I think, was it? Is that the one we're talking about? He just rammed into him. Yeah, and like, yeah. they both like sort of crouched almost, he just rams into him and he literally does a backward roll. Yeah, he fed him, I like, think it is. <laughs> yeah, it was, he fed him, sorry. But that's, that's what Brock Lesnar was capable of and as I say, I don't think we ever actually seen 100% fully fit Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting which, to see him as his healthiest yeah. life. And that's what I mean, and when you think, of, like, that's a scary thought. Yeah. Like, if you, as I say, I, I don't care what anybody says, I know Brock Lesnar's punches and stuff look like nothing because of the way he done them, but if you're hitting somebody with the size of Brock Lesnar's hands, with the actual strength he's got, if you're yeah. laying down, like, 10, 15, 20 punches in quick succession from a short distance, you're getting it still. I mean, and he's, he's hitting you in the temple. <laughs> I mean... He was so smart, his fight his fight IQ was, was really high. Yeah. Um, the only time it let him down, realistically, was the the mere fight where he got caught yeah. in the knee bar. Yeah, that was yeah. the only time his fight IQ let him down, in my in my opinion. Um, I think when he got beat by Velasquez, Velasquez just had his number, Velasquez just overwhelmed him. That was not... I, think I don't think... With that, like, a, a lot of people, like... We're looking past Velasquez. Um, I was, and like I said, like I, I said, Velasquez is going to have him. Like he, he's, mm. he will think I, I was going to have him, but his wrestling is going to stand up. Yeah, you know? no, I, I was looking past him. I mean, at the time, I wasn't a Brock Lesnar fan at the time when he fought Velasquez, but yeah. I was thinking to myself, I, I, I just remember thinking, I don't, I don't see anybody who stops Brock, um, and then Velasquez done it. So, as I say, I think that's the only fight where he wasn't like. He had no excuse, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as I say, overheam diverticulitis, that was that was evident. Yeah. And yeah. then as I say, the the first Mia fight, um again, if I remember right, it was a it was a close fight and as I say he just got he just got his foot caught and that was it. Him with the punches and, and knocking mm. him down and yeah, he, he got him with that knee bar, he just yeah he, uh, he didn't do it in the second fight though. You know, he learned from that, you know. That's not, what I mean, that's the sign that's the sign. Like he got down with the someone like submissions with me you know no because he will get you um, so yeah I mean good so cards do you, that. do you think Brock wins that fight then against Stipe if he's 100% um, healthy top of the range now the way that I can't pronounce the crisis yeah I, I do yeah um, don't get me wrong Stipe has been has been brilliant but I just think I don't know I think Lesnar would just I think he'd unravel his game eventually yeah, Stipe might might get the better of him, maybe the first one or two rounds or something. But I think Lesnar is that smart; he catches on so quick to people's games. And if he catches yeah. on to your game mid-fight, then he's he's more than likely gonna win. Like Shane Carwin, um, he, he had Shane Carwin's game plan from the way it go. You know, Shane Carwin was gonna run in, try and knock him out in the first round. Yeah, he let him try. He gassed. He got him into the second round, and it was easy. It was easy yeah. picking for him. So. As I say, he was so so smart, and I think people didn't want to people didn't want to give Brock Lesnar credit because it was oh, you, you're just a pro wrestler, you're just a WWE guy. Yeah, people didn't want to give him credit, but then they overlooked the fact that you know he was an NCAA champion, which isn't you know that's like that's the step before the Olympics. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he was a college standout. He was one of the best wrestlers in the country, um, and people overlooked that because he went to WWE and you don't blame him like why at the time Brock Lesnar went to WWE in like 2000 say yeah 
and went on the main roster in like 2002. Now, at the time, think of how much more money Brock Lesnar would have got in WWE than UFC had he gone to UFC from the get-go. I know. And it made Brock Lesnar the star that he is. It made Brock Lesnar the attraction that he is, uh, that he was, sorry, when he went to UFC. So Brock Lesnar was a smart person and he's smart now. He wants to work, you know, he wants to work an easy schedule with WWE when he can. Um, Get the big money, come in, do a few matches here and there and, you know, walk away. He doesn't, you know, the man's in his, probably coming up to his 50s now. Yeah. 40s, 50s. No. Like you said, he, he coming in. Why, too why far, would you want to? That's what I mean. Why, you know, I say the man's coming off the fifty. Say, why, why would you want to just go? You know what? Yeah, I want to get punched in the face for real. <laughs> like, if you don't have yeah. to, you know what I mean. Yeah. So <laughs> it's one of them for me. But yeah, so some good cards there, good matchups. Um, interesting yeah. the way we both went with it. Um, and I think unless there's anything else you can think of that we need to go over, I think that wraps it up. Um, no. No, I think no. I think that wraps it up, yeah. It does. So um, once again we, we thank everyone for listening. Um as you know, you can get us on social media. Um on Twitter we are at MMA Judgment Pod. Um so we, we are trying to be more active on Twitter yeah. as well. We haven't been we haven't been massive with it yet, but we're gonna you know, we're gonna, we're we're getting the, the sort of what we're doing up and hopefully we're gonna try and uh, try and get some guests on at some point yeah. um, and then on Instagram we are literally just at MMA Judgment um, so if anyone's got any feedback for us or anything like that um, yeah. let us know we'd love to hear from you let us know what we're you know what we're doing what we're doing right what we're doing wrong let us know we want to hear from you what you'd um, like to hear as well you know if there's something you'd yeah. like us to do you know maybe you know, it, questions you know Drop us, you know, drop us a message with your fancy UFC cards. Yeah. Um, let us know, you know, let us know how you think some of our matchups are going to fare. Just we, we want to interact with people. That that's what it's all about. We just yeah, we're having we're having fun and we want to we want to interact. So uh, again, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll be back with you again in the near future.